0: Hello and welcome back to another com podcast. We've got a few guests lined up for you this evening or this morning, whenever you're listening to us, I suppose. Uh, but first we're talking with Mike Wilson of Spartan Digest, uh, obviously the com website. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about you? I'm doing just fine, thanks. Uh, we're chatting here on a Friday evening, uh, so... Uh, definitely anticipating this IU-Michigan State contest tomorrow afternoon. Um, first of all, just give us your take on this Michigan State team so far this season. Um, you know, it's,
1: it's kind of as it was last season. You look at a team that's strong defensively, got a great defense, um, and a team that still is kind of finding its identity offensively. Um, they put a little bit more together in the past couple weeks, but they're, they're still getting there.
0: And is there anybody or anything about this team that you thought would be better than it has been so far this season?
1: Um, not really. I expected the offense to struggle early, and they did, and they still are a little bit. But uh, I think the wide receivers have come along, the, the running backs have come along, quarterback play has gotten better. Um, if anything, you're looking at tight end. The play from the tight end hasn't been a lot of it, and
0: that's an inter- integral part of the MSU offense. And so you mentioned that you thought the defense would do well tomorrow. They're matching up against a pretty high-powered IU team. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on this game?
1: It's a very interesting matchup because Michigan State's defense is a physical want-to-stop-the-run defense, whereas IU likes to throw that ball. They like to get it on the side. They like to get it out in screens, and that's what hurt MSU last year in the first half um, in Bloomington. And I think that, it brings interesting matchup. Michigan State likes its linebackers close to the line, and that's something that IU can exploit. Um, so it's very much strength against strength, but it should be an interesting one to watch, mostly when IU offenses on the field and MSU
0: defenses on the field. And that will be interesting, and we'll definitely talk about some matchups here in just a moment. But let's start on the offensive side of the ball for Michigan State. Um, Michigan State, you mentioned you figured they would get a slow start to the season. Uh, on the offensive side, and and they did, Uh, yet they're going up against an IU defense that just a couple weeks ago gave up the most yardage in Memorial Stadium history, so obviously um, not a very good defense on the IU side of the ball. Uh, So what are you expecting from Michigan State's offense um, tomorrow afternoon? Um, I
1: look at them to to start running the ball more. I know IU gives up a decent chunk of yardage, um, and particularly on the ground. Michigan State likes to establish that run game, then go to the play action. So I look for them to really try to get the ball on the ground early. Um, But they definitely have to get some throws in there quick, Um, get Connor Cook's confidence going again in each game. Um, That's an
0: important part as they move into each Big Ten game going forward. Last season, uh, Le'Veon Bell ran all over IU, I think possibly over 200 yards or right around it in pretty much was the difference in the game. Um, obviously, he's no longer with Michigan State. So how has that running game been, in your opinion? Um, it's been an interesting
1: transition. They, they decided to go by committee, and that's exactly what they've done. Um, so they have two, even three running backs. They play on a consistent basis, with the third one actually being a true freshman who made his debut last week, Dalton Williams. Um, so they like to get those guys in there. They like guys with different skill sets. Um, and it's definitely not the – we're going to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell 45 times a game, run game. But they still like to do some things. I think they put up about 130 on, on a pretty good Iowa run defense last week. Um, but that's something
0: they'd like to do against uh, Indiana for sure. Uh, and for those not familiar with Michigan State's uh, offense situation at all, explain a little bit of uh, quarterback and wide receiver situation they've got going on there and kind of the relationship they have as well. Um, it was an interesting one going into the season because – Most people, particularly
1: fans, weren't satisfied with the play of now-senior Andrew Maxwell last year. Um, So going into fall camp, it was a two-man battle that appeared with Connor Cook. Then it became a three-man battle with a redshirt freshman, Tyler O'Connor. Then it was a four-man battle with freshman Damian Terry. So there was a lot of unrest um, among the fan base, but it's pretty settled now. Um, Connor Cook's the number one guy. Um, He kind of Beat out Andrew Maxwell once the game started, and, and showed that he can do some good things, and really, really played well last week at Iowa. Um, it was a very impressive performance from him, as he sometimes makes some just puzzling throws that he misses, but he really cut those mistakes down last week and, and was efficient. Um, when you look at the wide receivers, it was a similar spot where it was unrest. There was there's six seven guys that they like to play that they consider starters, all of whom struggled with drops last year. They led the nation in drops in 2012, but there's been some chemistry building between uh, Connor Cook and specifically Benny Fowler and McGarrick Kings. And as those guys have progressed, um, so has the passing offense.
0: And obviously the coaches feel that Cook gives uh, Michigan State the best chance at a victory. Do you uh, hold true to that opinion as well? Um, I do. I honestly didn't
1: at first. Um, I thought Andrew Maxwell was a bit more of a safe option. Um, You know what you're going to get but seeing what Connor Cook has done um, in the couple games he's started without having to worry about being replaced, he's developing some confidence, and he's showing what he can do, and it's, he's got an interesting skill set because he can move around a bit. He's by no means a dual-threat
0: quarterback, but he can run on you a little bit, and he brings that to the offense. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting uh, situation that Michigan State went through because IU was going through uh, somewhat of a similar situation. Uh, they had a three-man quarterback battle, uh, all spring and all summer, uh, whereas obviously um, Trey Roberson was the man last year, got hurt in the second game of the year. Cam Coffin took most of the snaps after that, but Nate Subtle proved himself. And Nate Subtle was kind of the third man last year, was supposed to redshirt, um, and then threw himself into the mix, and now he's an IU starting quarterback. And like you said, with Cook, he's finally got uh, been able to get some confidence. He's not worried about y- being yanked all too often if he does make a mistake and I think both IU and Michigan State are really starting to see uh, their quarterbacks come of age. Um, Obviously, I think IU um, maybe has a little bit more high-powered offense, but that's not saying Sudfeld's better than Cook. I think Sudfeld has some excellent weapons around him that helps. But it's just interesting to kind of look at the two teams, and they kind of went through a similar situation on the quarterback side of things. Yeah, they
1: definitely did, and that's that's an interesting part of it. I think the nice part when you look at IU is, They have such an explosive group of receivers and a couple solid running backs that were more proven and established um, giving Sutfeld those guys to work with and kind of leeway. And like you said, it's it's explosive offense. They move it quickly and they get down, down the field fast. So that definitely
0: helps them out. And then moving to the other side of the ball that that we're kind of chatting about uh, right now, we mentioned that Michigan State and, and, IU, if they kind of their powers be playing against each other and their weaknesses would be playing against each other. Um, so, what what are you expecting to see from the Michigan State defense in terms of uh, being able to stop IU or maybe even slow down their game a little bit? Um, I think they learned a lot
1: last year in the first half when IU essentially came out and spanked them. Um, I think they were very taken aback by that. I think Max Bulla, their middle linebacker, said this week that it was scary going into the half down. I believe it was twenty-seven fourteen. Um, obviously they came back and won, but they, they really felt their backs to the wall there. So I think they take the lessons of IU bubble screening them to death, um, really abusing that. And I think they look to keep those linebackers a little bit wider and, and try to make them throw downfield, which is what MSU wants teams to do to them. They The goal is take away the run game and make teams throw down the sideline because they have faith uh, in their two cornerbacks one-on-one that they're going to make plays on the ball and shut down
0: those guys. Uh, And what are your thoughts on uh, the corners being able to stop IU's receivers? Obviously, IU has a very solid receiving core. I mean, they've got – they can go four or five deep and some guys that have different uh, facets to their game. They've got guys like Shane Wynn that just have all-out speed, and they've got guys like Latimer who who have jumping ability, have a big, strong body, can also get downfield. So how do you think Michigan State matches up uh, in terms of corner wide receiver matchups and also help over the top from the safeties?
1: Um, I think they match up pretty well. Um, Both the corners run four threes. They they have that make-up speed that if someone gets by on the step, they're they're right back. Um, But where I think they can get beat by IU is, again, looking at the short pass screen game. Um, If they get blocked by another wide receiver or something, they have to make those tackles in space. If they miss those tackles, it's going to be a long day. Um, I think downfield they'll be all right. The safeties are good cover help over the top, and they match up pretty well in the slot. Um, But, yeah, again, I think it's the short pass game that, where Michigan state can get hurt a little bit if you get IU's guys out
0: there. And you mentioned that, uh, Michigan state, they're kind of a team that, uh, they, they want to take away the run. So they force you to pass downfield. Are you confident in the fact that Michigan state should be able to, um, hold up on IU's run game? I mean, IU lost, uh, another offensive lineman, uh, this week. So, uh, is that something that you think Michigan state is fully capable of? Um, in, in the least
1: arrogant way possible. Yes. Um, I mean, they give up about 50 yards rushing a game. They held Iowa to 23 last week. And mm-hmm. um, that I don't know, that, I think those numbers kind of speak for themselves in terms of what this team does. Um, they've got good D linemen, but the linebackers are are really where everything stems from. And those guys do a great job stuffing the run and, and trying to make a, an opposing offense one-dimensional.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that IU kind of has uh, an issue with that anyway, Is kind of becoming one-dimensional. I think last year they we were – 60-40, pass heavy, and so that would definitely be really interesting to keep an eye on that and see if IU can keep a balanced offense against such a high-powered Michigan State defense. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I've been looking forward to that all week, and that's been the talk with the players, too, is, you know, how do you combat this? How do you prepare for this? And conditioning's been one of the words. You know, we've got to be ready for the ball being back to the line quickly, getting those D linemen back in their spots and and being ready for another play, so... They, they know what's coming at them, but at the same time, once you get in the field, that speed shows up. It's, it's a different game.
0: What's the feel around East Lansing in terms of players and even fans um, about this IU team and about this matchup tomorrow afternoon?
1: Well, um, I think, again, it's what we've kind of talked about. It's, uh, people recognize that IU's offense can do a lot of good things, and Michigan State's defense does a lot of good things. Um, I think where the, the confidence for Michigan State fans is built right now is can I use defense stop Michigan State's offense, which moved the ball, I think they had about 400 yards last week at Iowa. It's a road game against a, a solid front seven, a little bit of a struggling uh, secondary. So I think that's where, where confidence comes from for Michigan State fans going into this one is that they have more faith that the Michigan State offense can move the ball on IU's defense than IU's offense can move the ball on Michigan State's defense.
0: And. and Although uh, IU has definitely been a a struggling program over the past several decades, really, um, I mean, I think they are a team that's improving. And by no means do I I think that they beat Michigan State tomorrow. But if they do happen to beat Michigan State tomorrow, is that something that kind of throws uh, fans into a panic because they lost to a team that has historically struggled so mightily?
1: Um, Yeah, there are always going to be those fans that freak out over anything. Um, I, honestly, I look at Indiana and I see exactly that same thing. They're improving greatly under Kevin Wilson. That offense does a lot of things and it's fun to watch. Um, it's, it's not the same IU team that's always been where it's a cakewalk, easy, just run them over. Um, they do some good things and they've got some talent on there and they're playing some young guys. And that's, that's the interesting part. They recruited pretty well last year. Um, kept some really talented guys in state, which is important. And yeah, they've got a nice future ahead of them. And I, you know, if, if IU does come up here and beat Michigan State, there will be some panic, but at the same time, there's the realization that it is a better team, and it is it is a bit of a tough matchup for the defense, which, like I said earlier, is physical smash-mouth, um, opposed to, I guess you look at
0: maybe an Oregon-type defense, where it is quick. It's all about the speed. And have you been able to talk with uh, any of the coaches this week or anything about this Indiana matchup? I know you mentioned a little bit about what some players you said, but... Uh, what have, If you have been able to talk to coaches, what have they been able to uh, say about this Indiana matchup?
1: Um, we got to talk with a couple coaches early, earlier this week during media availability type things. and um, they, They're aware of what is going to bring to the table. The, the wide receiver coach, he, he feels good with his guys right now. He feels that they've really made a lot of strides. And what used to be, oh, well, someone makes a mistake, now it snowballs. It's someone makes a play and it builds. Um, so They've kind of flipped the script there. So they feel, they're feeling good with their group right now. And you look at the defensive side, they're aware of how quickly um, they have to get back to the line. They're aware of how quickly IU wants to move the ball. And the fact that they score so darn quickly, um, they really move that ball incredibly fast. And that's what they're aware of. It, they know IU's improving. They know what IU can do. And that's kind of the reality of the situation up here is, yeah, again, defense
0: versus offense, see, see who can do more. How do you think the crowd factors in tomorrow? This is IU's first road contest of the season, which is pretty crazy to think about. We're in the middle of October, but this is their first road contest of the season. So, how do you think the crowd up in East Lansing factors into the game tomorrow?
1: Well, you got to figure it's going to be huge. It's, it's homecoming in East Lansing this weekend, so everyone's back. It's going to be a big crowd, and that's honestly one of the reasons I do think Michigan State wins this game. Is the fact IU hasn't gone on the road yet? Um, they're going to face a crowd. They're going to face a large stadium full of people, uh, it's a different environment. It's going to change things a little bit. And, I don't know, if things get out of hand early, it's going to get even crazier. And, yeah, it's going to be a loud place. It's going to be a challenge for any team that comes in here, even though the unfortunate stat that Michigan State didn't win a single Big Ten game at home last year.
0: Exactly. And, and that's what's – it's kind of a shot in the dark right now with IU because, I mean – We're not really sure how they're going to play on the road. We've seen what their teams in the past have done, and it hasn't been pretty. Um, I mean, they've they've gone on the road to Wisconsin and given up 80-some points before uh, in recent memory. So it it should be interesting to see how they deal with that fast of the game. And as you mentioned, it's Michigan State's homecoming. Um, So I'm definitely excited to see how that goes. But as you mentioned, I mean, if, if things don't go right for IU early, it could be something that snowballs into a blowout for Michigan State. Yeah, I don't. Know. It might be tough for me to see a blowout just because I think IU is going to score some points,
1: and I don't know that Michigan State can score fifty points in a game yet. Um, I mean, they did it to Youngstown State, but it's Youngstown State, right? Um, so that'll be when when I think of things snowballing for IU early. It's you know Michigan State last week against Iowa didn't allow a first down until six minutes left in the second quarter, um, three outs and an interception just over and over and over. Those kind of things. That makes it tough, and I don't think it's going to be the same because the Iowa offense and the Indiana offense are so different. But if, if
0: the defense starts playing well early, that confidence is going to be essential for them. I completely agree. And before we go into uh, predictions for the game, just talking on the Michigan State side as a whole, what are your expectations uh, for this team moving forward in terms of uh, you know Big Ten aspirations and and bowl hopes as well? You
1: know, going into Iowa last week, they had come off a loss to Notre Dame that was unfortunate. It was a tough loss to take because they had so many opportunities to win the game. Um, it was Connor Cook's first road start. And going into a second one at Iowa, it was, well, what did people expect here? And he played really well and the offense, did really well as a whole. Um, and if they can put that performance together, they believe that if they can score three touchdowns a game, they're going to win just about every game they play because of the defense they have. So you look at that and say, i oh, not a lot of, high powered offense is quite like I use in the big Ten I mean you can throw Nebraska in there, but they also have some struggles defensively, so Michigan State expects that they're going to make some noise in this conference but for me, looking at this matchup it's still there's still some uncertainty about what this team's going to come out and do week to week because the offense just is it's still progressing
0: and still learning yeah and that's kind of the vibe i've caught from uh, you know checking how Michigan State, especially over this last week. And- and even seeing them against the other day. Um, so it will be interesting to, to, to see how that offense progresses. And to be quite honest, tomorrow could be a huge stepping stone for that offense and give them a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the one thing they do have going for them right now is coming off the confidence of going into Iowa and winning. It's not an easy place to play. Um, it's you know, the first Big Ten road game, but they also had a bye week going into it. So it gave them some more time to work on some things. But, the, yeah, they have a sense of confidence right now, and that's, you know, another win here builds that and, and keeps growing.
0: Exactly. And so, as, as we start to wrap things up here, uh, Mike, uh, what is your prediction for this game tomorrow afternoon? Um, I have MSU winning thirty-four to twenty-four. Thirty-four to twenty-four. And and some fans may think, well, that sounds kind of low for IU. But as we talked over and over, I mean, Michigan State has a very, very high-powered offense, or excuse me, very high-powered defense. And so scoring 24 on them actually is pretty high. Yeah,
1: I don't think they've allowed more than 20 points this year. At least I can't think of a game in which they did. Um, And they hold people to low yardage. But, again, Indiana puts up the yardage, and Michigan State doesn't allow the yardage. So something's going to give during this game.
0: Yeah, it'll certainly be a a fun game to watch. And, And my prediction as well is I'm thinking MSU to beat IU. I think they're too much for IU to handle. On the road, and I think if Indiana's offense gets stifled a bit, again they start to lose some confidence. And I know that Kevin Wilson uh, is not afraid to pull a quarterback to put another one in and pull some guys. And I feel like that on the road, that can really lose some confidence in that. And if IU's offense isn't going, uh, their team isn't going. So I do have Michigan State winning. Uh, I've got it somewhere in the range of 31 to 20 or so. Um, but at the same time, if IU's offense clicks and gets going, uh, they can be tough to stop. So. It definitely will be a fun one to watch. But, Mike, before I let you go, let people know where they can find your work, where they can follow you on Twitter, and all that fun stuff.
1: Well, the website is SpartanDigest.com, or you can type in MichiganState.Scout.com. And I'm on Twitter at MikeWScout. And feel free to contact me whenever. I always like conversing with opposing fans, Michigan State fans, whatever. It's always a good time.
0: (laughs) Hey, Mike, I can't thank you enough for coming on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Alright, and that's uh that is Mike Wilson with SpartanDigest.com. dot com. We really thank him for coming on and we're gonna wrap things up here on allhoosiers.com. This has been another rendition of the AllHoosiers.com dot com podcast for Mike Wilson from Spartandigest.com. I'm Tony Adranya. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks a lot, Mike.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no problem. All
0: right, and then uh I will uh I will tweet the link and I'll uh mention you in that link. Um, probably here within the next hour or two. Okay, sounds great. Alright, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Alright, bye bye.
1: Bye.